Well, good evening. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyone listening? Anyone out there? This is okay. it, the first the first podcast of uh, Five Better. So the basic premise is that each week we'll pick a song that will have something about it, uh, something to do with the title, maybe or a phrase in it. And we'll have to find five songs better that have a similar theme to them. Uh, I'm hoping that's explained well but if not you'll pick it up as we kind of go along so my name's jim and uh and joining me on this conversational roller coaster of music lines entertainment and kind of what we've been up to is guy hello now guy you're probably the the musical brains of of the outfit the the person with the um with the with, with the finer musical knowledge um yeah well i can play piano and recorder to a high standard through your nostrils as well, I'm saying. Through my nostrils, yeah. Piano's a bit tricky doing that, but I've, I've given it a go. Um, so, yeah, I can play piano, I can play guitar to, you know, the jack-of-all-trades kind of scenario, but master yeah. of absolutely nothing. Um, and something I'm sure we'll hear about regularly on the podcast is uh, your, your father and his many musical accolades. Well, indeed, indeed. In fact, d- dare I say it's quite relevant with grot bags. R.I.P. <laughs> dying this week. R.I.P. Grot bags. <laughs> um, my dad and her were big mates. Um, <laughs> she used to come nobody to nobody <laughs> at the door anymore. <laughs> no, it was at the door when she did come around though. I had a bit of a fright. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll try and uh, I'll probably weave in some stories about 1980s showbiz uh, ent- light entertainment at some point. But yeah, we'll uh, and to, to, to quote Barry Norman, who is also recently deceased. <laughs> why not? Um, so this this podcast hopefully might happen weekly. If it does, we will comment on various people that have died during the week. Yeah, um, <laughs> possibly people we may have known. Um, well, hopefully not, but um, certainly people that we'd be familiar with. So we'll boy tears with some jokes about that. Another thing that may rear its ugly head is the old Blackadder reference um, throughout the podcast. So, yeah. well, one of the key things with the podcast is you know having a few drinks and a chat about music. So, what's your yeah. um, what's your, your what's my tipple? Well, I've gone a bit I've gone a bit rogue. I've been drinking a lot of ale recently. Oh. Which is, sort of showing itself on my belly of late because I feel quite knackered from drinking it um, and I've a G&T which I'm sure Jim will talk about in a second but I've now gone for a, a slightly lovely Sauvignon no sorry Pinot Grigio uh, New Zealand um, co-op seven ninety nine. have it have it London I mean yeah. white wine I always struggle with white wine because I think if it gets remotely wow. warm I find it not very yeah, nice. it's a bit, no, no, it's a bit like these dregs of some sort of like crap party you've been at. Yeah, seventeen, but um, it's quite refreshing. I mean, for now it is. Give it yeah. a couple more, I'll be, I'll be asleep. And also, if you have white wine out, they always give you an ice bucket, so it always stays cold. Well, that's a, that, maybe that's that's our next thing. Ice buckets yeah. for houses. <laughs> Isn't that a fridge? I'm not sure. <laughs> ice, ice buckets for all. That's that's the election pledge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you drinking, Jimbo? Uh, I am, well, it's a funny story, really. You know, I've recently really heavily got into gin and tonic. Um, yeah. So I've really been going to town on the gin and tonic. Um, not that I'm an alky, but no, en- no. enjoying it. You like and your gin? I've been 
sampling a number of different gins. So I've got a nice bottle of gin. That, that was good. And it, right. one of the key things for me at the moment is like different tonics. Uh, you right. know, it's normally Indian tonic water. I've got this Mediterranean yeah. tonic water, which is quite nice. Ah. Um, and I was supposed to have, like I made a cup, we, we were drinking them last night, like strawberries cut up on the bottom of the glass, Yeah. ice on top, put your gin on top of that, and then put your tonic water in. Fantastic. That's what I was going to be drinking tonight. But my son okay. has all the strawberries just before the show. <laughs> and uh, R- rather, that, rather that than gin, hey? Yeah, so so I'm on a pink gin, which is uh, nice. just Angostura bitters in your gin and so tonic. It does look a bit from a distance, a bit like a Pim's. Not gonna it lie. does, and it's it's got that kind of that kind of flavour about it. Yeah, and you had strawberries in your gin last night, isn't that like Pim's as again, well? Again, yes. <laughs> have you have you basically had an affair with Pim's? Fell out, but you're still harking for a Pim's. Well, no, I was thinking like one week maybe I'll have Pim's with gin in it. Pim Gins. Pim and Gin. I like it. Yeah, Pim and Gin. Jim, Pim, Jims. Gins, Pim, Gins. <laughs> Jim, Pim, Jim. You heard it here first. There it and is. And what with the, the, the Gin Palace in Walthamstow, you'd be, you'd be uh, shooing there for a cut. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think the idea of discussing the tipple at the beginning of the, of the show is that if we ever get mass market saturation, then we can start... Um, Look, that, that's yeah, what we're that's doing now. a good mass market saturation <laughs> mine there. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, no one else can see it. Um, but we could, you know, I was hoping that if if we were doing really well, then yeah. like companies might send us free booze well, if I'm, we talk I'm, about it. I'm not a big one of selling out, but I'd, I'd happily sell out for some gin. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. Bloom's Gin. It's very nice. Can you spell that out for us? B-L-O-O-M. Bloom, okay. Blooming Marvellous. Blooming Marvellous it was from Sainsbury's. Okay, so well, should we? Should we did it. Said okay, so tried before we started tonight. I tried to say I'm not say okay, so at any point, but I just managed to. That's it. Um, You've now officially lost the game. Is it a game? game, This. It's possibly. Is is it a game? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anyone's going to win this. So, that one listener that's listening, can you tell us if you think it's a game or not? If it's not a game, what is it? And if it's not anything interesting, we'll make it a game. And if you want to, if you want (laughs) to. Tell us anything like we were rubbish or we didn't know what we were talking about or you agreed with some of our suggestions. Yeah. Then you can tweet us at yeah. Five now Better got... Podcast. Yeah, and I think that's number five. Is that number correct? five, yeah. So at Five Better Podcast. Uh, you can also email us at Five Better Podcast at gmail.com. I think it's at, at twice there. Five Better Podcast at gmail.com. And what we'll do is we'll put the. Um, the question out like a few days before the podcast so that people can throw in their suggestions beforehand and we can then slate them instead of them slating us yeah we'll have a bit of interaction with, with those four listeners gone up by three you know it's the last sort of few minutes <laughs> um, and we'll take it from there but there you go so Jim you've got your first choice so I'm going I'm to play the. Uh, we're now going to listen to an extract of the first song and uh, okay get and ready brace yourself then, strap there in. We go. brace yourself so really here we go Look at the stars, look how they shine for you and all the things that you do. And it was all yellow. 
Yellow by Coldplay there. So this week's um, big topic is song with uh, songs with colours in the title that are better than Yellow by Coldplay, if any at all. I mean, some people out there, big hardcore Coldplay fans, fans would say, no, yeah. there aren't. So tough task this week. I'm going to hand over to uh, to you guys to kick us off with your right. first offering. So let's let's think about Coldplay first of all, because Coldplay have been around it seems for quite a while now. They're not the new band that they once were. I mean, I saw them. I think was it with you, Jimbo? I can't remember. Two thousand three, four. I've never seen them, so definitely oh, okay. not me. Well, it wasn't with me then. So um, it wasn't with you. Um, so they were the new big thing. They're pretty good when they started out, and they were. They, I've got, I've got to be honest, they're quite a tight band. They're a good band live. Mm. They know how to pull it in. They're, they've now become, you know, bigger than you too, if not big, if not, I don't know, yeah, they're, they're certainly on the same par in terms of ticket sales. They're live certainly show. arguably certainly the, the biggest now. band in the world, aren't they? I mean, you could argue for them to be. I'm not saying yeah, I would, but you could. No. And in terms of longevity, they've managed to sustain it. And I think we'll come to maybe why that is perhaps throughout the, the next kind of the, the songs that we kind of think are better. Mm. Um, you can't deny that. And obviously Chris Martin is a, whatever you think of him, he can write a fairly good tune and yellow actually is one of the best songs I think on that album parachutes. Yeah. Uh, which was the, f- the first album they released. So, and, and um, I would, I would say parachutes for me is their second best album. I think rush of blood, blood to the head yeah. is, but is by far and away the, the finest Hour. Yeah, and that's and that's the difficult second album. It is. They've done it in reverse. Yeah. So um, so how, yeah. So what? So what songs are better than than Yellow? Because the songs, it, it's a. What's good about the Yellow song? It's apart from it's, it's it's a nice song. It's got a great video with it, and I think I'm going to talk to you a bit about my song here, which is my guilty pleasure song. Mm. Now, a guilty pleasure song, as we know, is a song that you shouldn't really like, and. You, you sort of like for whatever reason, and, and this is a bit controversial. I quite like, in fact, I don't quite like it, I really like. Michael Jackson's Black or White. Oh, really? Yeah. You're kicking off with that. I'm kicking, well, I'm kicking off with it, and I'm going to link it to the, what I just said about the video. It's a cracking video. Really? Yes! Oh. In the words so of Eddie Murphy, think, <laughs> think back to when 1990s, 90s, was it 1991? MTV videos were just purely like a sort of, I don't know, they were just a band playing live, and then he came along, Michael Jackson, and you saw the video. You know the video. I know. Did, what, ha- what happened in the video, Jim? Come on, what happened? I did, I what happened the at the end of the Culkin video? Rap. I've, got to be, I've got to be honest with you here. I've got to lay some cards on the table. Right. And I know this might get me like lynched with pitchforks and things like that, but to be quite honest with you, I don't like Michael Jackson. Oh, well, that's, okay, good. okay. Don't get me wrong, but I, do, I, I don't get. I don't get. Well, that, that's another podcast. Five artists better than Michael Jackson. Picasso. What? What? What, hap- what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you can only think of one, though, can't you? You can't think of four yeah. more. <laughs> so I what know happened? One the end? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What happened at the end of the Michael Jackson video? We saw a number of faces, black or white. Oh, okay, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, remember they that. all morphed into each other one by one, like the trans, like a sort of a transformation. 
you know, seamless in fairness. You didn't see any sort of, there's no sort of CGI. I don't know how they did it. Um, that's the magic of Michael Jackson (laughs) exactly he he had so many fingers and many pies he had the power of magic and and, uh, transformation that aside the song itself (laughs) okay you can sort of think Michael Jackson don't like him his earlier stuff's better you know Thriller even his 70s stuff you Mm. know Off the Wall they're all cracking albums but it's got a really good riff okay it's got a good riff who's got playing guitar it's got Slash playing guitar what it does do is it epitomizes that the one that he played guitar on? I knew he did on one, but yeah, yeah. Because what he does do as well, he plays. Um, he's really symbolised the 1990s. It starts with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. You know, it doesn't remember Macaulay Culkin? It does well, the rap him? at the end, doesn't it? No, that's no, that's the producer does the rap. That's the man. Yeah, but Macaulay Culkin does the the vid- in the video does the rap with the hat and the glasses. Oh right, he do, yeah, but he's not actually singing the rap. No, is he? no, he's not. Oh, okay, right, okay. So you're okay, back. You're talking the video again. Yeah. No, so he's so he, he's well, eight, eight, was it? He's in the video. Let's give him that. He's in the video. So Macaulay Culkin's in the video. The song opens with some some little brat saying something, uh, turn the music down, and then there's a backwards tape rewind. So he's got cassettes in there. Right. Okay, so this is it's, you're still you're not convinced. I can see it in your face. It's a better song than Yellow by Culkin. <laughs> It's got, hang on, I'm going to check my notes here. What else has it got? It's got Slash. Oh, it's got within the first 90 seconds, he goes a, he goes a lovely hee-hee, and he's got a Shimon comes in there within the first two minutes, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, um, see, I can take or leave a Shimon, really. Really? Off you, don't, <laughs> you don't like a Shimon? I hate a Shimon. Oh, okay, fair I enough. hate all the faux hee-hees well. and Shimoning and trying to be tough. Yeah, but he invented, the, he invented Shimonin, so he's allowed to do Shimonin. What's the, what's the video with Wesley Snipes that he did? Uh, Where basically it's all the... It's, it's the <laughs> everyone from the Blue Oyster Bar in, uh, in Police, <laughs> Academy, Police Academy is, try, is trying to act tough and have a fight with Wesley Snipes in the subways. Oh yeah, that's not. Um, is that beat it? It's not. It's not. It's not, it's not. It's not. It's not man in the mirror, is it? No, it's beat it or bad. It's one of no, those. No, is it Dirty it's, Diana? No, it's, it's beat it or bad. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Yes. That, no, that's a good song. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, black or white. So yeah. So and also he's got. Not only has it got two colours in the title, so that, that equally pisses on yellow. It's got his, it's a, is it slightly self-aware about, is he black or white? Is it about that? Or is he generally encompassing everyone saying, it doesn't matter, he's being, he is being what he thinks he is, he, he's God. You know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. Mm. And I told about equality and it's true, either you're wrong or you're right. But if you think about being my baby, don't, don't mention that. It doesn't, doesn't matter if you're black or white. Let's, let's talk about the babies, MJ, but... I don't know. It's got a good riff. It's a simple verse chorus. It's not his typical song. Some might think, I think like you, it's a bit kind of basic. It's a bit, it's, it's a nothing song. Um, I think it's quite a positive song. I think with all the songs that he's done previous, it's not his best song, but I think that's not what we're looking for here. We're looking at a song I think is better than Yellow. And I think with all those things I've said, it's a better song than Yellow. I don't know. I don't know. I'm struggling to go with you on this one. Well, you're gonna str- I know you're going to struggle. You think that's bad? You think my other four are terrible. 
you, think, you think that's a bit iffy? Being as when one of mine was going to be um, blue dapper dee dapper dapper. That was on my my first page of notes when you uh, mentioned colours. It got as far as that though. Me saying that and going, that's all I know. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's my guilty pleasure song. Okay, I hasten to add that's not my favourite artist, Michael Jackson. I get I get he's a bit odd, was a bit odd. You know, bit bit of a funny relationship with kids and all that, but. Um, and that's not his best song, but it's a song I think better than Yellow. Right, over to you, Jimbo. Okay. <clears throat> well, you the, I, I went of... with. A, better in mind, I went with a guilty pleasure, which was you know I could have gone with a really kind of cool song. I went with a, I went with a bit of a duffer. But well, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that, and I'm gonna go with a guilty pleasure. Okay, follow my lead. And I, I had two guilty pleasures really. Um, the first one, which isn't, I'm not gonna. Che- I, I, so I left behind really. Um, but right. I'm gonna mention what it was because I think it is a great song. And he is a great guy. And <laughs> I can't believe he's burped. Sorry, sorry. So I was trying to not burp, but I had to. Absolutely that's disgusting. Um, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's one of the coolest men ever um, on television or played one Michael, of the coolest men. Is it Michael Jackson again? It's, it's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it's on the Guilty Pleasures album. Uh, which is what ah. the guilty pleasure, but and that's probably why I've left it. But it's uh, uh, well, it was "Silver Lady" by um, David Soul. Oh, which I thought was naughty. a good opportunity to get the colour silver in. But that's not what I've chosen anyway. What I've okay. chosen is uh, is one of my. Uh, for me, it's not even a guilty pleasure. I, 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 I even I think I've got an idea. Uh, I think you you may know what this is. No, is, is it going to be someone who rhymes with Beal Diamond? It is somebody who rhymes with Beal Diamond <laughs> because it's his brother Neil Diamond, <laughs> and it's um, it's the wonderful song Red Red Wine. Um, <sighs> and, and absolute guilty pleasure, and and something I mean I I remember uh, you you were with me in fact when we had this argument and uh, and uh, I. Uh, we were, we were in, when we were in Brazil and we had the argument with the girl who was trying to tell me it was some old reggae track that you yeah. thought you'd covered when in fact it is Words and Music, Neil Diamond. Uh, yeah. Got to give a shout out to Paul Lagerback for that one because uh, yeah. he certainly knows, knows his, his Neil Diamond as well. But yeah, yeah, for me, Red Red Wine, I mean, uh, I, I loved the UB40 version, to be honest with you. The original, yeah. The original, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I heard Neil Diamond's version. Um, and my mum and dad used to listen to a lot of Neil Diamond, and and uh, that, that's where probably where my love of it comes from. But Red so, Red so Wine, this, this this guilty pleasure side so is going slightly into memory songs, sort of a memory, yeah, isn't kind it? Well, of memory. But it is it, yeah. for me. This is, I suppose, it's not so much a guilty pleasure for me, but it probably is for other people because yeah. Neil Diamond's like you're not supposed to like Neil Diamond. But there is, he's, he's kind of got this cult Morrissey-esque following of 40-somethings around the, the globe, 40-something males who all listen to Neil Diamond and, and, and know, know all of his songs. And it's kind of 40-year-old men and 60-year-old women all absolutely love Neil Diamond. <clears throat> but with Red Red Wine, I think, and when I used to listen to it as a kid, I never really got, what he was going on about but then as you listen to it when you're older I think it's like lyrically it's fantastic Mm. it's like this kind of red wine I drink a lot of red wine because that stops me thinking of you 
And then yeah. I love the bit in the chorus when he goes, uh, it's, it's uh, tearing apart, not having you in my life is tearing apart my blue, blue heart. And I love the switch of the red, red wine to the blue, blue heart. On that. I think that's a perfect time there, Jim, just to listen to that sort of little verse or that chorus or what you just said there. So let's have a, let's have a little listen to it's red, red wine. There. Okay, so there we go. As you can see, you know, it's good. And, it, and his voice, I love his voice. I, I think he's got that kind of deep, soulful voice. Uh, and, and he sounds like someone who's kind of been through it. He's, uh, you know, he's, he, he sings from the heart. He's, he's got beautiful, wiry hair. He's <laughs> got gorgeous hair. He's got fantastic <laughs> hips as well. He's got beautiful hair, <laughs> fantastic hips. I was, I was a little bit disappointed when he did cut his hair. Um, and, and got rid of that, that wiry mop. But, I yeah. think, you know, Red Red Wine is something, what I think is a song, because UB40 covered it, I think it absolutely transcends uh, different generations because I think younger mm. kids can listen to it through its, uh, through its kind of reggae or its faux reggae with UB40, I suppose. <laughs> but then uh, what I love, love as well is that Neil Diamond does the rap from the middle <laughs> of the UB40 one now when he does it live and he sort of does... This all yeah, kind yeah. of uh, kind of rap. So he's, he's still making it current, even though it's exactly. how old is it? Forty years, probably, maybe old. Yeah, it must be 40, 50 years old by now. But I, I just, think it's also it's the song that he's well, one of the songs he's most famous for as well. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably that's quite a good good thing to have, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's one of his finest songs, and I just think it's for me, it's a song that. I don't know. I can listen to it when I'm happy and when I'm sad and when I'm when I'm everything really, and, and it's yeah. just a, a great song. So for me, it's it's up there. It's better than yellow. Better than Coldplay Yellow. Okay, okay. Well, we've had Michael Jackson, Neil Diamond. We've, we've re- we're really <laughs> back in the contemporary artists here. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is a podcast for the youngsters out there. Yeah. Yeah, as everyone quickly Googles who uh, Neil Diamond is. Yeah. <laughs> and Googles Shut images up, of Michael Jackson. No one cares who Neil Diamond is. <laughs> okay, so you have just heard one of my all-time favourite songs. Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Oh. So, Pink Moon. Let's let's, let's go. Let's <clears throat> rewind this, shall we? Again, apologies. I've now done. I'm going back in time. This is now 1972. So, Pink Moon. Nick Drake. Nick Drake was a un, uh, fairly unknown artist, and I suppose he's only been famous uh, the last sort of 25 years or so since he died in 1974. So, uh, over 40 odd years ago. Um, and this song for me is a memory song. I think memory songs really sort of, for me, for musically, happened when I was in my teens. Mm. I think this this song particularly resonated with me because it's it's got a lot of things I quite like about music, which has got it's a simple song. It's a, I think it's a beautiful song. It's got guitars and it's got a little bit of piano and it's got like a mystery and a myth about him as a, as an artist. And he he died two years after he made 
the album Pink Moon, which is yeah. the title track of the song. Um, and so it's quite a tragic figure, and I think the song <clears throat> it's a beautiful song. It's a start. It's, it's his last album. It's quite a sad album. It's quite it's quite melancholic. But actually, and then people think of him as quite a melancholic artist, think great. But actually, this song I think is quite an uplifting song. And I think the idea of seeing a pink moon is quite lovely and quite beautiful. Mm. Um, but I'm the song itself... i all the way through this because mm, you mm, introduced mm. me to uh, Nick Drake yeah. a number of years ago. And uh, yeah, yeah he's, I think he's one of those artists that sort of people find of their own accord. And yeah, definitely. And I quite clearly remember doing practicing this song in my bedroom and I playing the guitar, what you know, trying to be like Nick Drake, having the long hair, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, stuck with me for a few years, probably more than it should have done. Um, and think, you know, and thinking, you know, you could be a musician and, and just and writing music and being in bands and that whole kind of like just awakening musically was, was brilliant. And I lo- I love the fact this is such a simple song. It's just him, a guitar. There's a little bit of piano. The whole album is just him and guitar. Apart from this opening song, it has like a little tinkling of piano at the end. And uh, it's, uh, you know, Pink Moon is on its way. I mean, it's lyrically quite short. It's like a couple of verses. Chorus, chorus, fade out. Um, but yeah, it reminds me a lot of t- good times. You know, me trying to find him, his grave, and Tamworth and Arden, doing a pilgrimage. So a little bit geeky for me there. But I, I think it's a credible song. Certainly, easily better than yellow by coldplay yeah i'd i'd go with you on that i think um one of my favorite memories of nick drake seeing as it's your as it's your memory song is when we went to see that, that nick drake um concert <laughs> at uh yeah, at I Center, which was a, yeah. a, a really lovely evening where people were celebrating the music of nick drake yeah and <laughs> And then that bloke at the end who'd kind of organised it had written his own, own song about Nick So Drake. let me just say who this was. This was the uh, tribute to Nick Drake about, I don't know, it must have been commemorating 25 years or 30 or 44, or something, or something like that. Something like that. Um, and it had like loads of artists. It had um, Harper, Harper Simon, who's Paul Simon's son, play quite a, a lovely number. Um, I can't remember, can't remember what it was. There's a few, there's loads of different artists. Vashti Bunyan, I remember her. Yeah, she played a, a, a song and like loads of loads of kind of like quite. Because I just recently she was there, got yeah. into Vashti Bunyan. I've yeah. started listening to. I heard the train song. It was on a. Um, uh, it was at the title song of a uh, of a program on uh, on Amazon Prime that I watched, and I that... really loved it. And recently, I've just been going through YouTube, like looking at all of her back catalogue and thinking, how like Nick done... yeah, was. yeah. And Vashti Bunyan sounds a bit like either like a, a meal I'm ordering out in an Indian restaurant or some mm. sort of like dodgy foot disease. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and anyway, so Robin Hitchcock, who's a, who's a singer-songwriter, he was all right. As Jim just said, he performed that... Hadn't he organised the event? He, he, he organised it, he, he, he organized ended his own he ended So it. everyone else had tri- done a tribute to Nick yeah, Drake, yeah, Drake yeah. Nick Drake songs beautifully. Yeah. And he turned and up and did his own song. What was it called? It was called I Met I, Nick Drake. I saw Nick Drake. I saw Drake. And he, and he went um, through this song and the whole crowd was silent. There's absolute silence and shock and disgust Yeah, that he'd actually done his own song and it was rubbish. No, and then cut, out cut, of the cut, silence, go on, go on. out of the silence do it, do came it. one voice that just went, Boo! And it kind of broke the tension, really, and everyone laughed. <laughs> Which broke his career. Wasn't the look that he was. The, the, what was his name? Nick. No, not Nick, Nick. Uh, Robin, Robin Hitchcock. Robin Hitchcock, Alfred's brother. Um, 
but yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Was, it was it was awful. Uh, with, the, with the concert was brilliant, but the, the, the yeah, yeah, the I saw Nick Drake. Yeah, I met Nick um, Drake. He everything I saw, I saw. It was either I saw, or I met Nick. I think he was talking about a memory, a, a dream he had. I saw yeah. Nick Drake, or, uh, and he was standing by the shop. Yeah, there was buying a, a, I saw buying Nick Drake a on the corner of Madison, and I said to you, "Did ah. Nick Drake ever go to America?" You went, "No." Oh, as far as I know, Madison um, Avenue is in uh, in Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, <laughs> Jamaica. <laughs> I was going to say for some reason. But um, yeah, that that aside, so you so say, like I say, that's testament. He's still kind of quite current. And Brad Pitt did a documentary about him recently, yeah, 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 two, and a few about, about a few years ago. Um, as we've numerous documentaries. Anyway, that's my my, my memory <laughs> song is Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Over to you, Jimbo. What's okay. your memory song, Jim? Okay, well I'm going to back it up with a memory song. Um, oh. that again we were together for this it's, this is basically the me and you road trip by the sound of it I suppose it is because we're the only ones talking uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay so this is a, this is another memory song this is another memory song it's a great song I, I can, different reasons can I, is it did it rhyme with lacement jacks <laughs> have you been interacting with my phone without me knowing <laughs> it does rhyme with lacement jacks <laughs> In fact, it's Basement Jacks, oh, and uh, the song is Red Alert. Um, Very good. Basement Jacks were, at that time, probably my favourite band. Um, I, you know, I was loving Daft Punk at the time, I was loving all of that, but we went to see, uh, we saw the Basement Jacks twice, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We saw them live at Creamfields. We did indeed, and uh, and then we saw, which was when they played Red Alert. I think was I can't remember. I think that they, they did, yeah, they did. It's, it's off it the, first the first one, first isn't up. it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And we saw it there, and then we Rooty came out not long afterwards, and we, we got tickets to see yeah. Rooty at the Brixton Academy uh, on my brother's birthday. We took, we went with my brother on his birthday, didn't we? And that was that was yeah. cracking right out, and that was the pre-release of Rooty, so we knew all the songs beforehand, but. <clears throat> Yeah, memory songs. Red Alert was just one of those songs that was around at the time. That every time we went out, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those songs with a driving beat. It's got a, a brilliant phrase in the middle of it. Uh, you know, the, the the main thing that Red Alert, Red Alert is a catastrophe. Well, let's listen yeah, to yeah. it a bit now. Let's let's listen to yeah, let's hear let's hear it. Throw some shapes in the um, <laughs> uh, throw some shapes in the background of listening to it. So here we and go. So this is where, this is where the youngsters can now listen to something contemporary. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Basement Jacks. Basement Jacks Red Alert, and I think what what you kind of hear with it is it's just it's just to quote <laughs> to quote uh, Rufus from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's great for dancing. It's just one of those ones that you can mm. you know as, as soon as that comes on, you're on the dance floor. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you're enjoying yourself. You, you everyone's smiling. Everyone's happy. But it's not you don't even, you, you don't have to just hear it in a club. I found quite a lot when we were going out a lot and going out to nightclubs that I didn't want to listen to to dance music all the time. I wasn't one of these people that had House FM on in the car and was like no, pounding no, no. house music and well hard house music as we used to go out and listen to sometimes and just like all all of that and it just I was never 
one for playing that all the time but the basement jacks i felt kind of transcended that for me and i was able to listen to them so well they, they were great at doing like um yeah su- suiting that kind of style of like yeah you know, their atmosphere where we want to be a part of and the dancing but also they were they were they were like a band they actually yeah. played they actually made albums which were really good like from start to finish and they were they actually they actually knew how to write a song yeah and there was just a lot of, just doing mixes a lot of, of different things. songs the album was the albums were always kind of complete weren't they they were they were always yeah. like works of music throughout the album although that sounds really Absolutely, wanky yeah. but those kind yeah, of completely. Were, and um, uh, and also let's be honest they put on a bloody good show <laughs> I mean, Suddenly the dancing girls came on and oh, bloody cantering their way through. And then the, the, they had the Spanish um, uh, flamenco dancers for uh, Rendezvous, which was yeah. one of my That's fives. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the fives ones. So, memory song yeah. for me Red Alert, Basement Jacks, better than Yellow by Coldplay. So, we've had. Let's go, let's go through the colours, because I tried to make my list different colours. So. I wasn't sticking. I did, all, I've gone all red. You've got, I've, got, I've noticed a theme here. You know, that's kind of suits you full stop, doesn't it? Although um, I did have Silver Lady in there. But. Yeah, you put, yeah, but you realise the, the red song completely destroyed that. Yeah. So I've, we've had yellow. I've had black and white. You've had red, red wine. I've had pink moon. And you've boringly gone with red again. <laughs> <laughs> With red alerts and your boring songs and your boring colours, um, so I'm not going to go with my red choice because I think that's that, we've done red. We've done what red. Which at this point, can you have a guess out of interest? Um, and this is going to be this is going to be my popular song. And actually, I don't think it's popular as in everyone's bought it. And it's a pop song, but it's it's quite a current song. And also, it's got red in the title. Is um, it the lady it, in red? It's not the lady in red because that's a terrible song. Is it Stevie Wonder's "The Woman in Red" from the film with the same name? Uh, no. No. Um, Other songs called "Red" with "Red" in it. Is it? I'll give you the. Uh, I'll give you the. I'll give, give you one artist. of the two. One of the two versions they did was "Anointed Luftballons." Ah, I thought you said it was current. No, I said it's popular. It's a popular song. As in, it's pop. As in, it's quite cut. I think it's popular. I'm thinking, trying to think of what's in the charts at the moment. I was sure oh, it's no, no, current. it's not current. Yeah, 99 Red Balloons, where they gave it. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's a good, it's a good song, good, but... That's as good as it is in English as it is in German. And Absolutely. The day that Yellow comes across well in German would make it a better track, but it doesn't, so... That's just all yellow. Okay, so it's not. I'm not doing the 99 Red Balloons. Um, left or right, Jimbo? Left or right? Uh... Left breasty dumpling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, we've gone for uh, the category which we've decided is called musically better than the song. So this mm. this this song I've chosen it I think is musically better than the song Yellow. So there's many different ways it can be musically better. Um, it is just better. Anyway, so this is this is my one of my, and I don't really like any other song apart from a couple more they've done. Uh, and it's partly because I don't, I'm not really that interested in the band, <laughs> but I do like this song, and you're going to hear a clip of the song right now. So you just heard there, uh, hello, no, it's ELO, Mr. Blue Sky. Oh. 
So, Mr. Blue Sky, sun is shining in the sky, they're in a cloud in sight, it's stopped raining, everybody's in a plane, don't you know, it's a beautiful new day, hey, hey. Jeff Lynn, the voice of ELO, wrote that song um, years ago, and actually, in fact, he on sounds... On a rainy day, weirdly. On, on, a, on a rainy day, and he saw something happen, which was, which was, uh, uh, which was a blue sky occurring. Now, this was written the year I was born, so I quite like it, so it's 40 years old, 1977. Um, didn't get number one, interestingly, because it, uh, but it has such, it's had quite a few re-releases. So mm. probably in terms of sales, it's, it's made it past that sort of thing. And it's um, been on a load of adverts as well. It's been on loads of adverts, and if you say ELO, they're the first song. This will they'll say anyone is is it is this yeah, song? It's, it's the um, kind of this is their song. ELO, isn't it? Absolutely. Which is which is I don't normally like sort of like greatest hits of bands, and I get into them. But if I got into ELO, well, you know, the songs I've got into are their sort of hits. Um, of which this is the main one. What you know makes what, it good? ELO, sorry, just, just Go ELO. My sister and brother used to have ELO albums in, in the house, in the house, and um, but I, like growing, I could never have told you a track of ELO until about five, six years ago. No, and I can't now really, apart from this one. No, and, uh, I mean, some, and something sweet else. Talking woman, is yeah, another one. But they like they because they were massive, weren't they? Huge, but I think they just sort of faded out. I don't know why. I think partly because he wasn't really a selling kind of like guy, was it? In terms mm. of like him, he, they couldn't sell him. He 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 looks a bit like uh, Chaz from Chaz and Dave. It's exactly who he looks like. <laughs> in fact, for uh, a while in the Travelling Wilbury, Wilburys, I thought he yeah. was Chaz from Chaz and Dave. <laughs> he looks like a slightly squished up, boiled, hairy scrotum. He's got that kind of like, he's got a look about him. I mean, God love him. He's great because he's. Let's just he's hope Jeff Lynn never really. <laughs> did, did he do the War of the Worlds as well? Was it Jeff Lynn uh, or was it Jeff Wynn? <laughs> I don't know. There yeah, is Jeff but, Lynn's way in at the War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I don't know if, I don't know if that can't be him. It's, it, I always uh, think it's, it might be because it's musically. Amazing. And no, is it, I isn't it Jeff the, Wayne? Um, Eve of the War and stuff like that. It's, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, is it Jeff Lynn? I hated the fact that Gary Barlow did his own version of it. What, a Blue Sky? No, uh, War, oh, of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Um, oh, maybe he's done that. Maybe he's done more than I give him credit for. Anyway, it, it was. It, what I like about it, this song particularly is that it, it's got a, loads of rip rip-offs but kind of in a good way of like the Beatles mm. um, it uses a vocoder which I think I love mm. um, you know current artists like Daft Punk have used and you know Phoenix and a few other bands have used um, and it's, and it's a fight Cher use a vocoder on Cher, oh, Cher. if you believe in a war that's the one yeah yeah um, it, it's a beautiful instrument you know if it's done well and I think it's done it's done so well on this it, it suits it. It's a bonkers mm. song. I mean, it's, it's completely bonkers. It goes. It's a bit like Bohemian Rhapsody. It's quite, it's quite long. It's five minutes. It goes to about three or four different sort of movements. It ends and it sort of kicks off again with like a some sort of epilogue at the end when it's like like Layla does when he goes bonkers. Clapton does another <laughs> does another song at the end. Hey, um, anything goes on that long, I'm able to have a movement <laughs> myself. Um, um, and it's it. It's not a boring song. You can listen to it. I've listened to it again and again. I don't get bored of it. It, it's, it is it, a good song. I don't know whether I don't get bored of it, but it is a really good song. I don't, I don't think I do. I think my problem I don't think is I do. at work, um, in my last job and in my current job, 
the performance management system is run on a package called Blue Sky. Right, and okay. And the amount of times I've been on inset about our performance management <laughs> and it started with Mr. Blue Sky. Right, okay. Um, and everyone sings it and the person who's doing the performance management is hilariously called Mr. Blue Sky by everybody. Um, and then there's a few people who will start singing the song at them. And I'm not going to lie, I've been one of those people. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not going to talk about them in too much disgust because I, I have been one. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think no, because I get it, I get that, it. I, I get it. I, I've had it too much. Well, also blue sky is like blue sky thinking. It's, it's a wanky yeah. sort of like shorthand for like business twats. Well, that's yeah, um, that's. Who don't being creative, but um, but you know, let's not take it away from the fact it's a it's a cracking song. He's written a re- he's written a song which basically he's bought him about five houses, um, you know. Yeah. Three holiday homes. I think the rest of the albums probably did that as well, but you know, they, yeah, they, they, they... no, but uh, yeah, this is this has certainly been a cash cow he's he's enjoyed, and he's still playing, he's still doing it, and I think you know, and he's got a much better beard and hairstyle than Chris Martin will ever have. Yeah, I think you... I think purely for that, he's definitely definitely the song's better than Yellow. Exactly. If Chris Martin had the beard and the hair, he might have been close, but. But no cigar, I'm afraid. No, so I'm afraid not. So that. I think that is a that is a better song. So Jeff Lynn <coughs> of of Jeff Lynn's Wayne Wayne's Worlds, War the Worlds. <laughs> so have we Wins at it. the moment? Have we agreed on four? Uh, well, we've done five, and, I, and not agreed because I can't agree with you. You, you didn't like black and white, okay? You didn't like black and white. But I can agree with you um, on Nick Drake and Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, and you did Red Sky at night. I did Red, red Sky at night. Diamond Delight. Real Love Delight. Red again. Red Alert. So, yeah. Okay, so let's hear your last one, Jimbo. Okay, so let's go for one. Musically so Better. Musically Better. But this one's a struggle for me, being uh, okay. as a mu- musical talent of it. Well, go, go with what you think is better. Dead Fish. I'll go for my gut feeling. My gut feeling. And... Um, <laughs> Again, sorry to all the youngsters out there, but I'm going for for something older. Uh, it's not got red in the title, unfortunately. Hey. Otherwise, I, could, hey. I, nearly, I nearly tried to put in uh, Red Hills Road. Have you ever heard of that one? Oh, I don't Do know. That sounds like Candy Flip in the eighties. They did a yeah, the Candy Flip, yeah, Strawberry Forever, yeah. Their second song was a song called Red Hills Road. Um, I'm staggered they had a second song, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's true, they did. They did have a second song. It was called Red Hills Road and it nearly got on this list. And I'm giving it a shout out there because I, I bought it. Um, they had a, was it the B-side, you say? No, no, it, it wasn't the B-side. Single. It was, it was no, second, second single. Second single. It didn't chart, but I had it on 12 inch. Did you like it because <clears> it had the word red in it? You've got to go red fetish. <laughs> I went straight in with red. I mean, there, okay. there, there were a few others that I thought about. I, I was thinking about... Right, I had raspberry beret, but I couldn't work out there whether that was a fruit or a colour. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I went through the purple haze was a bit obvious. Great song, a bit obvious. It's a good one, though. yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, um, and I did uh, one of the ones that I thought you might come up with was "Big Yellow Taxi" by Joni Mitchell. I thought about it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it with some kids at work there, so I can't. I can't fucking bear to listen to the moment. But yeah. Um, also, I'm, tr- I'm trying to avoid the colour of yellow. So yeah. I, I, and there were a few uh, instrumental. I thought "Green Onions" by Booker T and the MGs. Yeah, yeah, nice work. Uh, "Fade to Grey." I thought for a real kind of '80s vibe. But the one I'm going to go for is yeah. um, is prog rock. It's um, 
brilliantly named Procol Harum. And uh, is, it, uh, is, it, is a song White title called? Pale. Oh, and yeah. Let's have a little bit of a listen to okay, here we go. Mighty White Shade of Pale right now. I mean it's just it's just a wonderful song uh, I love the sentiment behind White a Shade of Power yeah. it's one of the first songs I remember one of my mates telling me about uh, yeah. when I was at school and just him just going it was, it was his favourite song when he was growing up and I went home and listened to it and I said yeah I can see why it's, it's proper it's quite got a sad everything song, it's got that it's kind quite of, a sad song it is a sad song but it's yeah. also got bonkers lyrics going with it as well it's, I'm one of 16 Vestal Virgins Waiting yeah. for the trail or whatever he says. I mean, it's just. Did, is there like the lyric about dancing the light fandango or something? We twist it. We skip the light fandango. We, we skip the light fandango. The floor. I mean, yeah, hello, yeah, that's good lyric. You can't you can't start a song with light fandango yeah. and expect it not to just keep going up and up from there. Um, yeah, it's just uh, and, and a face at first just ghostly, beautiful. Then turns a white shade of pale, and I think it just. It has all the sadness to it. It has the melancholy. It's everything you want from a prog rock track. It's the only thing it has got. I mean, I might be a bit more like picky about this. Is that it does nick a little bit. The op- the, the opening, the chords are rip off, aren't they? Are they? Fan, and I and I don't know. Um, this is where I have to do a bit of research. But I'm just not from Michael Jackson's Black or White, were they? Or... No, I can rip that off. That's original. Um, <laughs> um, it's a rip-off of like an old sort of bark tune. I think it's like sort of... Oh, yeah. Do-do-do-do. No, the, the, the scale, run, the rundown yeah. he uses is, is a rip-off. So I'm going to challenge that and say I'm not sure it's a... It's, a, it's definitely think, a good song. I think the fact that they is come it a better song? They use that... They use the kind of... Uh, it's, it's almost a Hammond organ, isn't it? Rather it is a Hammond, yeah. Like it's like a Hammond sort of like a... Rather than a keyboard. A, and then and it and it's got that sort of drifty thing, and then the guitar kicks in. It's yeah. got stand up for the key changes in there. It's, you know, it's, it's got it all. It's got. A, it's definitely got sixties um, written all over, it, isn't it? It's yeah. got. It's, it's, it's the epitome, isn't it? And any sort of like sixties album that will have Procol Harum, uh, White Shed of Pearl. That's that's a, that's a shout, definitely. But um, it's a good. It is a good song. It is a good song. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just erring on the fact it might have been slightly ripped off a little bit of a tune, which is. Uh, yeah, and I think yeah, it did. I think Billy it did get Joel, famous Billy Joel ripped off bloody Ripsy Korsikoff or whatever it was, wasn't it? Or Tchaikovsky. There's a Billy Joel track. I remember learning about it in assembly in school. Someone he quite possibly did. And, said, and also, is it better than Yellow? It was out of copyright. What I'm saying is they might have ripped it off, but it's a better track than Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> even even a rip off is better than yellow. If Chris Martin saying. dressed as a Jewid, as a Jewid, Druid, um, <laughs> <laughs> a Jew year, do you say? This is your red your red streak coming through again. <laughs> I'm, on, <laughs> I'm on the second pink gin, and it's uh, it's all it's all melded into one at the moment. It's the pressure. It's the pressure guy. The pressure of the podcast. Yeah, it's the pressure. You can't you can't uh, you can't cope. You can't cope with interrogation. Um, 
Okay, so that's the event. So that's it. So let's just recap, shall we? How many artists have we mentioned that <laughs> basically had hits in the seventies and sixties? I don't <laughs> think there's anyone current apart from uh, Red, 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 Basement Jacks, and that was early two thousand. Basement Jacks, and that was the most current it gets, and that's. Uh... Well, if um, nothing else, it's an education for the youngsters, that's what I like Well, exactly. If, you know, if in doubt, listen to us and get us some sort of playlist sorted out of old duffers. You should <laughs> exactly. Listen to. No, respect your elders, learn from them. Um, Without getting too sort of Desert Island dicks, yes. um, which, of, which of the songs out of those ones do you think is the, is the outstanding one better? Can we do that? Um... Better I don't know. I think what it's one be song different for both of us? But I think, yeah, it, for me, I I go with Neil Diamond. <sighs> Ooh. only because I don't know that Nick Drake one that well. Right. Oh. I'm Golden Brown as well, but I thought. No, see, I, see, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to have to stick with my, uh, my pink moon. I'm afraid. So that that would be my favourite out of those. But I can appreciate why you said red, red wine. Because I um, think for me, I think the pink moon is musically good and a memory for you. Yeah. Because I think red, red wine for me is memory stroke, uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah. And it's also uh, given given a lot to a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean, so uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've seen the Diamond three times in concert, and when that song, yeah. that song comes on, uh, well, when he sings, the the, the different generations in the room all come together. Absolutely, so of course, he, he's the answer to world peace. He should just turn up at the G two the G two <laughs> summit and sing. And everyone would just like agree with each other after a while. <laughs> Except one lone voice would be going, boo! <laughs> <laughs> well, my obscure, can I say my obscure song reference? Can you, and you can tell me what your was, maybe. Yeah. Um, my, so the, another category listeners we have is, is an obscure song, which, which I suppose the, the very definition is no one's really heard of it, or it's kind of at least a little bit. Oh, I think we've had mine already with Red Hills Rose by uh, <laughs> okay, Candy okay. Flip. Well, my, mine has, has hit a double whammy. It's not only got, uh, well, yeah, you can work out why. And it's a bit obscure in terms of its, um, it's, very, it's very tenuous. So, Song Better Than Yellow, which is in my obscure category, is a song which is called French Navy. Mm-hmm. So, so Waffer Thin Tenuous. It's either French. about the French Navy. <laughs> or it's a it's a bathroom. It's a shade of blue for bathrooms. A bunch of <laughs> a bunch of sea sick seamen tossing in the French uh, navy. Seamen tossing? How dare you? Um, or is um, or, or is that about a very nice particular shade of blue? Oh, we oui, monsieur. Um, and it's by a band called Camera Obscura, which coincidentally mm. is uh, has the word obscure in it. And it's a brilliant song. I'm not sure if have you heard of it, Jimbo. I've never heard of it. You've never heard of it. I will play you a little bit right now, just for the listeners. I won't. Um, okay. Okay, hear, hear this. Suddenly can I dust the library Waiting for some words to jump in me We met by a trick of fate You might have heard an advert. 
No, 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 no. You're not heard of it at all? No. Uh, well, okay, camera obscura. So that, that was going to be my, um, my sort of I, did, my I last was going to pull another, we were talking about Vashti Bunyan earlier, and I was going to pull out another uh, one of hers as, a, as an obscure one, because she did the song that I really like, Train Song. Right. Uh, she did a version of that called something like uh, 12 Pink Elephants or something. Um, um, it's uh, it's like a it's the same music, but her just singing weird things about pink elephants over the top. Vashti Bunyan. Can't find it. Anyway, okay. Pink elephants. Yes. That's what she so well, let's just, um, well, okay. let's just round off then. Um, we... So there we go. So we can agree, probably. I think. Certainly, definitely, four songs. I think, songs, we can, I think we're we can say that "Yellow" by Coldplay is not the best song ever written with a colour in no, the title. Absolutely no um, way. I as think we've been even able the, to offer at least four more. Definitely, better. definitely. Um, I suppose what we'd like to hear from you is: is, is there anyone more current that has a better song with the colour in it? Um, is there any we've left off as well? Yeah. And is there any left off? I mean, we've mentioned a few, but like you know, we, it's difficult. We've got categories. We've got to stick to those categories. I think. I mean, uh, I just I, I put out a shout to uh, the one person who's uh, who's answered the call on Twitter um, is uh, is the mighty Chris Hill, who uh, yep. we both used to play in a football team with, and I, I worked with as well. Absolutely. Um, yep. And he had Paint It Black and uh, Ruby Tuesday. Beautiful, um, both both of from the Rolling Stones. Good, good work, Chris. Well done. Keep it up. Well done, and, um, and uh, forward the podcast on to everybody you can. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So there we go. So I think I think you get the gist of it. Um, each week we'll do a different kind of category: five songs better than. Um, and obviously, you know, feel free to tweet us, email us uh, and, your and ideas for shows, yeah. and join in with the, with the fun. <laughs> and we'll, we'll hopefully. Uh, yeah, and I think if we well, get enough, um, if we get enough uh, different songs or people tweeting or people emailing us with, the, you know, a diatribe of why they think their song is better, then um, you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll endeavour to try and read that out and uh, yeah, and see where we go. So cool. That All is right, is it for for this week? Um, cool. Well, I've been Guy, and that's this is. Yeah, I've been Jim. It's good yeah. night from me. It's a good night from and him, and it's, it's definitely a good night from everyone here. And uh, we'll see you uh, in a in a week's time for more utter drivel. Cool. See you then. See Bye. You then. Bye. Five better. Five better. Five better podcast. Five better. Five better. Five better podcast. <laughs>